Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the NFL podcast Laces Out. Now, anybody who's been here for a while, who's seen these podcasts before, knows that the NFL podcast is one of the ones that has guests. Different guests each time, week in, week out, there's guests. Not this time. Or last time. I promise there's going to be guests. I promise. Just got to get in the swing of things. Got to get it, get you know, settled, bedded in, let the season settle in. Then we can bring in the guests. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review where you can leave a review. Don't forget, get in touch if you want to be in with a chance to win the prizes. That's important. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. It's not the football podcast, as there are just two people on your screens right now for those that are uh, partaking in the video feast that is the YouTube feed of the podcast. It is just myself and fellow NFL enthusiast, Mr. Andrew Cook. How are you, sir? I am well. Uh, the, the lack of guests wasn't for lack of trying. I believe his answer was... <laughs> No, no, that's not well, true. I'm just testing to see if he actually listens this week. <laughs> well, we can't we can't have a guest all the time, um, but we'll we'll try. We'll do our best to see if we can get a, get a guest on for next week's show. But in the uh, in the intervening time, obviously there will be no season long predictions from the guest, as there is not one this week. Uh, so we'll just dive straight in with uh, game week one's picks from myself, Mr. Cook, and last week's guest. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, of course, last week's guest picks were provided by my good lady wife, uh, Mrs. Amy Williams, uh, in her first predictions as a married lady. Um, how did she get on? Well, let's just put it this way. She did better than her husband as finishing third. With seven out of 16 picks correct, it is, of course, me. I was let down by more than half of the teams, so I won't go through them individually. Uh, so actually, Mr. Cook and Mrs. Williams for the uh, the, the slog out for uh, it was going to uh, take the week and win. So, with eight out of 16 selections correct, and eight... Out of 16 selections correct, we have our first tie, ladies and gentlemen. So, getting half a point each to start off the first week, it is Mr. Cook and the collective guest. I was, I was going to say um, that I realised at this moment in time that we never did discuss how we were going to do um, draws this season, but the half, the half point system is fine. Um, when we get to this week's predictions, I, I have a, I do have a story to go through because uh, 
obviously uh, the guest predictions have come from Cook Towers this this week, um, so I'll go through a little a little story about that. So they have it. So week one's game picks um, have thrown up a, a tie. So that leaves with the side bet from week one, and then the stats from week one to go through. So side bet wise. We each picked four teams, of course, as Andy stated last week. For those who are unfamiliar with the side bet, of the games that are played each week, we will each pick four teams that we feel are the nailed-on bankers of the week. Um, obviously, once one once that game has been selected, even if we feel it will go the other way, it re- is it is removed from the selection pile, so to speak. So. Mr. Cook chose four teams. He chose the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Houston Texans, which they did. Sadly, that is where the luck runs out, Mr. Cook, as he had taken the Chiefs to beat the Lions. (laughs) That was the very first game of the season. He bookended that with the last game of the week in which he'd taken the Bills to beat the Jets and somewhere in the middle he'd also taken the Bengals to beat the Cleveland Browns now Now, unfortunately all three of those teams did not get the job done in my in my defence if those were the three games on the table if you're not picking those three games up you've got to be you've got to be mentally unstable as each of those games ticked off, I was like, I'm pretty sure that was my side bet prediction. <laughs> I mean, week one, game one was like, ah, it's going to be one of those seasons then, yeah? <sighs> Great. Yeah. I think it's always one of those, it's that sort of classic first game of the season. You're not entirely sure what's going on. You've still got a few teething problems that you're trying to iron out from the pre-season. So, yeah, a, a strange one. Um, but it was odd that um, the Lions got the win against the Chiefs, considering the Chiefs were at home, and it's normally a bit of a, um, bit of a, a, a kind stomping grounds for them. Um, from my side bet selections perspective, um, I had taken the Vikings, to beat the Buccaneers at home and sadly that was a silly selection for me as that did not come to pass the Bucs got what some would class as the upset win there um, however I made up for it to, uh, I made up for it by taking the Commanders to beat the Cardinals the Eagles to beat the Patriots and the Falcons to beat the Panthers so after well one week of the side bet Mr Cook has won from four selections correct I have three from four selections correct and I imagine there's a lot of people right now thinking well that's it the season's over you're never getting those three picks back Uh, at this point in time I would remind you to go and watch all of last season's uh, podcast and just just focus on the side bet aspect and see how far through the season we got before the side bet became irrelevant So, that's the uh, that's the picks, that's the side bet done. 
That just leaves us with the delicious tasty stats that I believe Mr. Cook has pulled from the finest depths of uh, of the dark web. So, uh, I, I do have to, I mean, no surprises, I do have to shout out the stats mistress for this one. Um, the stats mistress had handed a notice in, I'm afraid. Um, she categorically said, there is absolutely no way I have time to do your silly stats each week. And honestly, there was a part of me that was like, that's fine, that's okay. Myself and Paul will share the load each week. One will do it one week, one can do it the next week. We'll, you know, we'll share the the combined weight of that burden. Um, obviously, at every given moment in time, I was like, uh, did you do those stats then? No, told you I'm not doing it. I don't have the time. Okay, cool. I was just checking my email to see if you'd sent the stats and um, not... Not seeing any stats. Uh, so, uh, in between tea and showering small humans, off she went to the to the internet. Not one sole place either. I believe credit is given to Nate Davis of USA Today, but I believe that's not the only credit that should be handed out. Uh, not to... Uh, not to drop her in it there. Uh, so, from myself, Mr. Williams, we're shouting out the stats mistress for still getting it done week one. Uh, these are the many stats. It's one of those. Week one, the stats are just through the roof anyway. Uh, week one NFL stats for the 2023 season. Credit to Nate Davis of USA Today, but I think the bigger credit goes to uh, the stats mistress for her contribution to the podcast. Uh, number one, the first stat of the season looks a lot like this. Given their dominance, which included seven sacks and three takeaways, there's reason to believe the Cowboys are unleashing one of the better defences we've seen this century. Now, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I have an issue with the Cowboys. I've said this before, I'll say this again. The Cowboys, when done right, can produce one of the finest defences on the planet, if not one of the finest teams going. They just have one issue. Stat number two. Oh. Quarterback Baker Mayfield, who replaced Tom Brady, is now 3-1 in his inaugural appearance with his four NFL employees. Employers, even. Fourth. Uh, the lone loss of his first start for the Carolina Panthers last year. I don't understand what any of that means. We should move on swiftly. Number three, and this is where things start to get a little sketchy. I don't know if it says how many days, but let's find out. Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrows, experienced his worst day as a pro. 
Now the highest paid player in league history after inking a five-year, $275 million contract on Thursday, Burrow's 82 passing yards and a 52.2 passer rating Sunday were the lowest figure of his four-year career. I don't know if it's going to go on to mention this. Uh, I think it is worth mentioning at this point in time. The Bengals were doing that bad at one point towards the end of the game and aforementioned quarterback was taken out of the game and replaced with a backup quarterback which I, I was like do you suppose the back office is, was like has that check cleared yet because you know the phrase you get what you paid for surely comes into effect here Number four, the league's highest paid defender, San Francisco 49ers DE Nick Bosa, also had a quiet performance after holding in throughout training camp. I believe that should say holding out throughout training camp. Bosa now in possession of a five-year, $170 million extension, had two tackles and a quarterback hit, the difference being his Niners mauled the Pittsburgh Steelers 30 to 7. Um, I, I don't know how to word this other than just coming out and saying it and, and just being aware that I am aware I know who I'm talking to, but um, I quite liked watching the 49ers in that game. Uh, they were a lot better than I thought they were going to be. I was a bit like, hmm, might be worth keeping an eye on the 49ers this season. Number five, the Colts got a glimpse at life without all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor. He's out until at least week five while on the physically unable to perform list. With Richardson leading the team with 40 rushing yards, while current running back one, Dion Jackson, produced 14 yards on 13 carries. Whew. Atlanta's Jesse Bates, three, that's four, three, takes the early lead for most effective off-season acquisition after picking Young off twice in the Falcons' 24-10 win on Sunday. And I believe what is probably my last stat, San Francisco's Drake Jackson and Pittsburgh, TJ Watt, each had three sacks, putting them on pace for 51 this season. Watt has 22 and a half two years ago, trying him for the, tying him for the all-time single-season record with Michael Strand, an earning defensive player of the year. Honours. I was trying to remember. Can you remember what it is that he's been offered? Somebody's somebody's offered him something. And I can't remember what it is. Somebody's offered him something. If he breaks the sack record this season. And I was like. Did somebody offer like a big chunk of change. To go to a charity of his choosing. Or some ridiculous thing. If he breaks the sack record. 
I couldn't, oh, yeah, I, I can't. I, I, can't, I couldn't remember what it, quite what it was. I'm going to have to Google it while you're doing your Yeah, whilst, whilst I'm giving the last bit of the stats, just, yeah, you might have to Google it, because I think it is a, I think it is a celebrity that yeah, said that it, they'll, they'll either donate to charity or they'll give, they'll give Nick Bosa a load of change or something like that. If he breaks the sack record. But yeah, I, I, I have heard me. something on that like sort of line. So I'll pick up with, whilst the Niners Steelers was probably the biggest disappointment of week one, the Dolphins 36-34 barn burner win over the Chargers exceeded its already significant expectations. Finn's QB, Tua Tungavailoa, offering up a three-touchdown, 466-yard passing effort in his first opportunity to quiet some of the doubters. His yardage output was the fourth most in a week one game in league history. Whilst the University of Texas didn't need running back Bijan Robinson this weekend, the Falcons surely will. And his debut, 16 touches for 83 yards and a touchdown, certainly fueled the offensive rookie of the year hype. Um, I found it. Uh, I. <laughs> Ironically, knowing that we do a uh, wrestling podcast, um, not that he's a wrestler, he's an ex-football, but he's, he has links to the wrestling. Pat McAfee has offered $500,000 to the charity of TJ Watts choosing if he breaks the sack record this year. Well, so if he only needs, so he needs 23 to set the record... And he's already got three, did it say this season? Three, yeah. So he only needs another, what, one and a half a game? Per game, there or the there rest of the season. So, yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill served up three picks himself in Sunday's 16-15 to loss to the Saints. Tannehill's fifth consecutive losing star. Will the uh, will the time be uh, be up for Mr. Tannehill shortly? I think the Titans have got Malik Willis, who they drafted last season, and I think they also took a quarterback in this year's draft. I think it was Will Levis, was one of the quarterbacks that was taken in round two. Um, so I think if if uh, if he can't get much going. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Titans quarterback change at some point in the very near future. That'll be one to uh, that'll be one to keep an eye on because there'll the, be uh, there'll um, be a few teams I imagine that are going to be making quarterback changes. In the one of which we'll come to at the end of the stats. In the commentary on that game, one of the commentators said that they thought that Taysom Hill might possibly be the greatest NFL player in history, and I went. And then they just rattled through like all the options that he has: quarterback, tight end, running back. And I was like, I suppose when you're a when you're a quarterback, you're a quarterback. When you're a running back, you're a running back. You know, and every now and then they mix it up a little bit. But he is truly the most mixed player. So. And it's not like he's bad at each of the each of those roles. He's good. So it's a bit like I, I think you might have an argument there for. So he's certainly got to be, you know, they're saying he'll definitely go as a Hall of Famer at some point. 
So, carrying on, Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson cracked 150 receiving yards for just the ninth time in his career. The most times the time by any player in his first four seasons during the Super Bowl era. And on a similar note, Miami wide receiver Tyreek Hill cracked 200 receiving yards for the third time in his career. A game-winning four-yard touchdown grab capping off his 215-yard effort. He's well on his way to his avowed goal of 2,000 receiving yards. His opening finish projecting 3,655. He's, he's been throwing a bit of shade this week, hasn't he, saying that he doesn't think mm. there's anybody in the league that can catch him. Not like uh, it's not like old Tyreek to be a bit big-headed. <laughs> just the just the two stats left for me. Obviously, the last one's a bit of a doozy. In one of Sunday's bigger upsets, the Los Angeles Rams held the ball uh, held the ball for like forty minutes, running the ball forty times for a meager ninety-two yards, whilst thumping the NFC West rival Seattle Seahawks on the road. Another routing like this, and the twelves will be calling for quarterback Drew Locke. To replace 2022 Comeback Player of the Year, Geno Smith. He uh, finished the game with 112 yards and just a one-touchdown passing. Um, I think it would take an absolute travesty of, uh, of, of epic proportions and meteor strikes in the general sort of Washington area for anyone in their right mind to be calling for Drew Locke to be the active quarterback in any team. Um, so I uh, can't really see too much in that personally and finishing out the stats this week of course we have to go back and end in New York where New Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers will officially miss the remainder of the season with a torn Achilles following his opening game the loss comes as a massive blow for the Jets would revamp their entire offence this season with the hopes of snapping a 12-season postseason drought, currently the NFL's longest active streak, and making a deep run in the AFC. The Jets will now turn to Zach Wilson, the number two overall selection in the 2021 draft, and the team's starter prior to Rodgers' arrival. Obviously, I'm assuming by this point you've seen the footage or seen well, was, some of the details about. I was going to. I was going to say about this. I was like, it's another one of those situations where I imagine we could have probably done an entire podcast just on this piece of information alone. I have seen the footage. Uh, I could have done not to, because they managed to zoom it in and slow it down to show the actual moment where it bulges, and I was like, I'm good. I don't need that. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff today that's saying that this is not a season ender, this is a career ender, at the point he's at, the amount of time it's going to take him to get back, he's missing this season, he's, you know, it's likely to be more than a season, etc, etc, at the age he's at, he's not going to heal us back, there's a lot being said, and a lot of it's, um, you know, just drumming that, that fear. Um, obviously, the stat's not great. It's not great for him. It's not great for the team. People were expecting big things from that player slash that team. 
this season, so it's not great for, for some of us. Certainly not great for him, certainly not great for that team. Something I saw this evening, I was like, it's a bad start, it's a bad situation to be in. Is there a way to lighten it in any way? Is there a way to just to just bring it back up a little bit? There is a bar that is, for this season, offering a incentive. The incentive is, if the Jets lose, your bar tab is free. They had a live TV crew in the bar for the entirety of the game. So, at the point that Rogers went down and went out of the game, every single person in the bar started running up a bar tab like it was the end of days. What was then captured on live television was an entire bar worth of people who collectively realised I have to pay my bar tab because the Jets won in overtime. There's just all these people in the background. Just You can just tell that they're checking their banks going. Apparently they are running the promotion for the entire season. Obviously week one has, it has shown that there are, um, there are certain pitfalls involved with the promotion so yeah but I was like the fact that they put a live TV like a news camera crew in the bar to follow what to follow the goings on and the guy reported it was like yeah people aren't happy people are not happy um, another thing that I had seen this week just that just made me chuckle was the uh, the, the Giants fan who uh, took his jersey off in the stands, took his jersey off, threw it on the ground, walked out. And the caption was, he officially stopped being a Giants fan. It was, uh, yeah, it was a sight to behold. Uh, there we go. Week one stats done. Um, Week one done. Week one done, week stats done, the week stats done, the week one stats are done, the week one's done. I mean, where could we possibly go from here? Well, as sure as night follows day, week two will follow week one. So, obviously, as we covered at the start of the podcast, no guest this week in, in studio, shall we say. But we do, however, have a guest predictions from as Mr. Cook decided uh, to uh, to tell it, inside the castle. So stepping up this week to provide her selections, it is indeed the stats mistress. So, we start with Thursday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's our first clean sweep of the week, ladies and gentlemen. We are all backing the Eagles to get the win. We move on to the Sunday slate of games and we have the Green Bay Packers at the Atlantic Falcons. Mr. Cook liked what he saw from Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers 
and has taken them to get the win. Whereas myself and Leanne have backed the Falcons to get the year uh, to get this done in Atlanta. Next up, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders travelling to New York to take on the Buffalo Bills. It's another clean sweep for the Bills in this podcast size. The Ravens taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. Mr. Cook and the Stats Mistress believe the Ravens will get the win. I believe the Bengals will bounce back from their loss to the Browns at home to the Ravens. Seahawks at Lions. It's a clean lion sweep. Similarly, Colts Texans. A Colts clean sweep. We've also all backed the Chiefs to beat the Jaguars. The Buccaneers to take care of business against the Bears at home. Next up, we've got the Chargers at the Tennessee Titans. Myself and Andy have taken the Chargers to get the win there, and Leanna's taken the Titans. Um, we've got the New York Giants off the back of, uh, of a bagel at home to the Cowboys, travelling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Myself and Andy have backed them to bounce back and bounce back big, whereas Leanna's taken the Cardinals to put more hurting on Big Blue. Next up, we've got a couple of clean sweeps. We've all taken the 49ers to take care of business at, uh, at the Los Angeles Rams and the Cowboys to beat the Jets in Dallas. The Commanders are taking on the Denver Broncos in Denver. I've gone with the Commanders, whereas Andy and Leanna have taken the Broncos. And then to finish off, Dolphins at Patriots. We've all gone for the Dolphins. That is the Sunday night football game. This week, I believe there are two Monday night games. One starting at quarter past 12 UK time, one starting at 20 past 1 UK time. So the first is the Saints at the Panthers. We've all taken the Saints on that one. The last of the games is a nice AFC North rivalry, one of the oldest rivalries in the game. And it is the Browns at the Steelers. Leanne has taken the Steelers to get their first win of the season, whereas myself and Mr. Cook are on Browns Island. Those are your week two game picks. All we'll have to do is myself and Mr. Cook to divvy up our four banker picks either side of the uh, of the week two game slot. Um, obviously, Mr. Cook is uh, behind in the uh, in the standings, so I can choose whether to go first or put me into that first. It's up to you, sir. I'm going to go first just to get the. Uh... Try and get the, uh, the 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 biggest slice of the pie. Um, there's the place where I feel I want to go. I'm not sure, but for the interest of getting it done, I'm going to tell you that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Andy, staying off of the Chiefs. I'm going to dive straight in and take the Bills. You swine. At home to the Raiders. Yeah. That's a fairly, uh, fairly, uh, fairly uh, decent pick. I'm also going to take the Bucks at home to the Bears. Uh, your next two selections, please. I'll take the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Minnesota Vikings. 
Dios. I will take the Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Tennessee Titans. Interesting. That was one of my games that was kind of 50-50. You've dove straight in. You like to see it. Um, My last two selections, I'm going to take the Giants at the Cardinals. I think they're going to bounce back big. And I'll take the Cowboys over to the Jets. Be interesting to see this week what the Jets do with the quarterback position. But until then, I think the Cowboys should have enough to beat, uh, beat the Jets. Yeah. Your last choice, please. Now, on my screen, I have two possible options, and there's one that I'm a bit like, do I roll the dice on this one purely because of the history of it, or do I take the safer pick? It's still early in the season. I feel like a dice roll might be okay. So I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins to beat the New England Patriots just purely because history says that's the way it's going to go. My fear is that this is the one time it does. <laughs> Said I should have gone with the uh, with the other option. Interesting. But... Interesting. So just to clarify, for the side bet, Andy has selected the Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Eagles at home to the Vikings. The Chargers at the Titans. And the Dolphins at the Patriots. I am on the Bills at home to the Raiders. The Buccaneers at home to the Bears. The Giants at the Cardinals. And the Cowboys at home to the New York football Jets. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your NFL fix for another week. Done and dusted. Over to you, sir, for the uh, for the outros and whatnot. I realised I promised a story, and the story was that uh, the way we managed to get all the things done at, uh, at Cook Towers this evening was to uh, double team on on certain things. One of them was the um, the picks, so I just called out the games, and um, Leanne just basically made her pick, and then I wrote it down to send through to. Paul, um, we nearly ended up with another set of predictions for this week's games because whilst I'm calling out the teams and Leanne's giving her response, a small voice was uh, was also giving <laughs> was also giving her picks. So my youngest daughter was firing off who she thought was going to win those games. I did notice a pattern; she was generally picking the first team <laughs> of the two. Um, but not always. And I was a bit like, how how would it work for a guest pick in that scenario? I don't know. I don't know if I want to find out right now. But if we get stuck in the future, I know a willing guest predictor. So there we go. Um, that's it for week one in the bag. Week two is going to be underway shortly. Um, I don't have anything else. I imagine you are done and dusted. So, from us, thank you to you. Um, get in touch if you want your predictions to go in the book. I'm offering it out this season. If you send us a prediction, you get a prize. If you beat us, you get a better prize. Can't say fairer than that. There we go. Thank you to you, sir, for doing the book. 
thank you to you people for listening, watching and being here. Until next time, tatty buys. There you go, what do you think of that? Short, sweet, but to the point. And that's what we like. We like to get to the point and get out of here. Big thank you for listening. Big thank you for watching. If I can just ask you to do one thing before you go, I'll ask you to do a few things. Like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbours, tell anybody who will listen. Check out the website. It's cookiecast.com. Uh, that's where we've got ways that you can get in touch with us. You can drop us your picks for the week. Let us know what you think. Get involved. There's prizes to be won. Who don't love a prize at the end of the day? That's it for this one. Come back next week for more. Until then, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of Cookie Cast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe.